from NBC5 Chicago. This is the Illinois Voters Guide. I'm Phil Rogers. Today, political editor Carol Marine and political reporter Marianne Ahern on the race for Cook County State's Attorney. Carol Marine, Marianne Ahern. Now, when I asked you what you would like to talk about in our first podcast episode, Carol, you didn't hesitate. You said state's attorney. Why, why do you believe that outside of the presidential race is the race to watch? Because I think it is the place of the largest gathering storm. Because the irony is that Kim Fox came in four years ago on the debacle of Anita Alvarez and the Laquan McDonald handling. And now Kim Fox is caught in that same maelstrom of was there favoritism, was there a failure, was there um, not a decided effort to do justice where justice was required. Carol, let's let's relive for a moment. You, you mentioned the Laquan McDonald episode and how that affected the chances of Anita Alvarez uh, facing the voters for, for uh, re-election. Let's take people back to that. And what brought Kim Fox onto the scene? Anita Alvarez was the Cook County State's Attorney who had upended the Democratic Party by becoming the first woman, the first Hispanic to become a state's attorney. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a new state's attorney in town. And she is ready to roll up her sleeves of her power red suits and get down to business. And then in 2015, in the shooting of Laquan McDonald by Chicago police, Walking toward Pulaski from Keeler, eastbound on 40th Street, again, armed with knife. There was this moment when the question was, would the state's attorney charge police a police officer who, unlike all of his other brethren on the scene that night, fired 16 shots into a young man who was turning away, not coming toward him? To watch a 17-year-old young man die in such a violent manner is deeply disturbing and I have absolutely no doubt that this video will tear at the hearts of all Chicagoans. It was one of those truly decisive moments when the public saw, because the video was ultimately released, that something did not make sense. There is no audio of what went down and the state's attorney was not moving to do something decisively. So Anita Alvarez lost her election because of that terrible circumstance. And then comes Kim Fox, who is going to be the reformer of Alvarez's term. You have to be relentless when you are told that because of where you were born or the color of your skin or the gender that you have, that somehow you're not enough. You have to be relentless. and ends up with this bizarre prosecution, or not prosecution, of a, an actor who claimed that he was the victim of a kind of lynch mob mentality of two people who came to get him. And new information about a possible hate crime and alleged beating of Empire star Jesse Smollett. 
Marion, Chicago police say more than a dozen detectives are now assigned to the case. They've already reviewed hundreds of hours of video from cameras in the immediate area of the alleged attack. They have now expanded the search for video evidence to the riverfront. On Tuesday, 36-year-old Empire star Jesse Smollett told police he was attacked around 2 a.m. by two men in ski masks near his apartment in Streeterville. Marianne, let's remind people who Kim Fox is. She's 48 years old. She uh, has two children. She uh, attended Southern Illinois University, where she got her B.A. and also her law degree. She was once an assistant state's attorney and uh, always tells this story about pulling herself up from her bootstraps, growing up in Cabrini-Green, raised by a struggling mother and a grandmother. Uh, she worked in the public guardian's office for a while before she went to the state's attorney's office. But really her, her, her path to this was through the office of Tony Preckwinkle. Absolutely. She had been the chief of staff at one point to Tony Preckwinkle. And Tony Preckwinkle not only had been an alderman, but now, of course, is the president of the Cook County Board. And more importantly, she is the chairman of the Cook County Democratic Party. And so this has been her protege. This has been someone that she has brought to the table and has definitely given her advice in politics, how to handle it. Now, there is, of course, a rather complicated set of relationships here between Mayor Lightfoot and Tony Preckwinkle, who don't exactly get along, and the mayor has been somewhat lukewarm on Kim Fox. Carol, it can be a little hard to tell the players without a scorecard. Well, a scorecard is a really good thing to have in this. And what's, what's ironic, so ironic, is Kim Fox and Mayor Lori Lightfoot are both prosecutors. Lightfoot, a federal former prosecutor. Kim Fox, obviously, a county prosecutor. But Lightfoot has taken the hard-on-crime stance that Fox isn't locking up enough gun-violent offenders, and hence the streets are more dangerous because of it. Fox and her mentor, Preckwinkle, have argued that county jail is packed with poor black men on mostly smaller offenses, not major offenses, and that there needs to be massive jail and court reform. And so they are at loggerheads. Mayor Lightfoot has endorsed Kim Fox and has endorsed her quite um, strongly when it comes to her reelection. And yet you do have to say that is interesting at the same time that she is offering these criticisms and somewhat wants to shift the blame. But when it comes to her reelection, Lightfoot has said yes to Kim Fox. Let's revisit what happened with Jussie Smollett. A star of the show Empire says he was the victim of a brutal attack in Streeterville. Jussie Smollett told police that he was looking for something to eat early this morning when two men started yelling racial and homophobic slurs at him and then started beating him. 
Then, he says, they poured something on him and put a noose around his neck. And Jesse Smollett went to police, ultimately, to make this claim. It was a huge incident in Chicago. Police marshaled all of their forces to find these men who had done this deed. And police saw that the case didn't add up. Good evening, I'm Robert Staff. And I'm Allison Rosati. A story breaking here in Chicago tonight makes national headlines. Actor Jesse Smollett goes from hate crime victim to accused liar. The Empire star has been the center of a growing speculation as his story of getting beaten in Streeterville began to fall apart. Tonight, Chicago authorities announced that he has been charged with making it all up. It is a class four felony, disorderly conduct, for filing a false report with police. Investigators said the attackers had been hired by Jesse Smollett and he was charged in a 16-count indictment only to have Fox very suddenly abandon the case. The stage attack lasted 45 seconds and it was just outside the view of the desired nearby camera that Smollett had pointed out to the brothers approximately 15 hours earlier. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? I only hope that the truth about what happened receives the same amount of attention that the hoax did. And Smollett neither had to plead guilty nor do probation. The case, poof, was gone. It would be later learned that there were some politically powerful players like Tina Chen of the Obama White House who'd called Kim Fox out of concern for what had happened to Jesse Smollett. And if we remember back to that, first, Kim Fox recused herself, but not the office. She did not name a special prosecutor in the case. Fair accusations on the part of critics that that was extremely poorly handled? Yes. Plenty. And, and plenty of um, not just critics, but I think observers. I think the public, there were just way too many questions. Um, yes, lots of people get off um, when they've been charged. They, they, their case, though, goes through a process. And it takes, at 26th Street, much longer than a couple of weeks. And you only do maybe six hours of uh, service, public service, to uh, rectify your case. It, it just went from one debacle to the next. And it didn't seem as if she knew what to do and how to handle it. We have, you know, traditional prosecution models, and we also have alternative prosecution models. And based on the facts and the evidence in this case, this was the appropriate model that we used. Now, Carol mentioned the, the Anita Alvarez handling of Laquan McDonald and how one incident can kill a political career, especially in a high-profile office like state's attorney. Could this be the incident that kills the career of Kim Fox? Not so likely. I don't think so. Because Democratic voters in the county still dominate. Because even a Republican poll that was launched and, and reported on, though there, Fox still has a double-digit lead over her principal opponent, Pat O'Brien, it still is going to be a reach. It's still going to be tough in a, in a year when in Cook County, Joe Biden is going to 
carry Cook County unless some amazing, you know, apocalypse occurs. Uh, so is Kim Fox truly in danger? Maybe not, but the gap is shrinking. We've seen it before. It, back in the day when Rich Daly ran against the Republican Bernie Carey and Car Carey had a poll putting him way ahead and it turned out Rich Daly triumphed. Marianne, let's remind everyone, Patrick O'Brien is a, uh, he's 70 years old. He was a Cook County State's Attorney in two different regimes. In between, um, he worked for the Attorney General's office. He's been a Cook County judge. He was a longtime criminal prosecutor. This does not appear to be a candidacy that's one of these sacrificial lamb things that the Republican Party has been known to put up against the Democratic machine. Pat O'Brien is a real candidate against Kim Fox. Absolutely is a real candidate, although obviously doesn't have the money or the name recognition of Kim Fox. Um, his campaign is based basically on this Jesse Smollett case and the issue of integrity. She can't have this kind of cloud hanging over her head. This is so big, I, I can tell you that it is time for her to resign. His one issue of Kim Fox does not have the integrity might sell with those who, who are Republican as well as those who are critical of how this Smollett case was handled. But because he doesn't have the funds or the name recognition, I'm not quite sure that we're going to see this uh, upset that his, his supporters want to see. He's the anti-Kim Fox, but at, when it comes to it, do people really want someone they don't know? The numbers and the possibilities of of, of O'Brien uh, triumphing, they're, they're not enormous. But is it still within the realm of possibility? Um, possibly. There is an elephant in the room here that if it were not for Jussie Smollett would be the issue that more people would be talking about in this race. And that is the issue of bail reform and releasing individuals mm -hmm. from Cook County Jail. It's highly controversial. Uh, it was uh, especially a focus during the early days of the pandemic. And she has received a great deal of criticism about that, uh, especially from law enforcement individuals, from uh, the police union. Uh, even some judges are uncomfortable with the idea of how many people were being released then suddenly you started to have mayhem on the streets of Chicago this summer. These people need to be held accountable and not cycled through the system. And judges that are holding these, these cases, you need to step up and be responsible. Criminals took to the streets with confidence that there would be no consequences for their actions. Was that fair? I don't think there is a direct corollary. And some of the mayhem in the streets came not from people who live here, but people who don't. And so the old outside agitator, but I think there is some genuine truth to that. Looters have been charged and are awaiting trial. 
peaceful protesters have not had their cases pursued. But the fact of the matter is that when you are the head of the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, you sit atop a giant empire. And how you run it becomes completely relevant and appropriate uh, measure by which to judge your performance. It's, it's not a dirty little secret that the police or, or a great number of people in law enforcement don't like Kim Fox. And that would seem to be an untenable You're situation. Right. That would seem to be an untenable situation when the prosecutor and law enforcement are not getting along. Right. And, and, and you know, there is this give and take often with the prosecutor's office and the police, no matter who is in charge. And so there's always been that struggle no matter who it is. But with Kim Fox, it has been elevated. The Jesse Smollett case crystallized to them that, okay, wait a second, he got a special deal. And there is also, as a reformer, what some would call more petty crimes, not to have them languish in Cook County Jail for long periods of time. You're going to get others who are going to react to that and say, wait a second, if they walk out, if they come in the first door and walk out the back door a half hour later, what kind of retribution is there? So, yes, you're going to see police and the tug of war with Kim Fox even louder in the coming days before this November 3rd election. Well, Carol, let's put a bow on this. You mentioned Anita Alvarez and how that was the deal breaker. Laquan McDonald was the deal breaker for Anita Alvarez. Why is it that Kim Fox will be able to survive what just about the entire community agreed was a debacle with Jesse Smollett? Because Laquan McDonald was a young man who was killed. This is different. The consequence of Jesse Smollett created for himself this petty crime scenario, but it didn't rise to the critical occasion of the death of a young man and what looked like the, the whole code of silence of cops. The, the public thinks it's ridiculous and may be repulsed by Jesse Smollett's case, but I don't think it is the sort of California-sized fire that Laquan McDonald was. I do think that Pat O'Brien, as the alternative, perhaps she's already gone through her toughest test in the Democratic primary. And by surviving that test, now facing uh, Pat O'Brien, you don't see as much intense reporting going on. You know, we're caught up in whatever uh, the presidential race and, you know, the, the, the uh, crisis of the day politically. So unless we see some major issue that's going to break out in the next month. I do think that Kim Fox slides back in. Carolyn Marianne, thank you. 
That's it for this edition of the Illinois Voters Guide, NBC5's home for conversation about Decision 2020. With Carol Marine and Marianne Ahern, I'm Phil Rogers.